This week, we have been posting a range of resources focusing on our MBA, Construction and Real Estate programme. Fundamental to the running of our programmes are those who lead them. And I'm joined by MBA Construction and Real Estate Programme leader, Marios Konstantinidis. Hi, Marios. Hello, Andrew. How are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Very well. Trying to uh, acclimate myself uh, with uh, the new realities, which, uh, surprisingly enough, um, uh, it's getting better than I thought. So, uh, all good. Good, yes, and we hope that that continues and thing, things get better for, for everyone, of course. Um, so, I mean, just on the MBA, first of all, I think it's worth mentioning that you yourself have completed an MBA and um, I thought that would be a good place to start. So why did you study an MBA and could you tell me a little bit more about it? Uh, yes. So um, thank you, first of all, for the opportunity. Um, and uh, really, it comes back to um, how much I wanted to uh, challenge myself uh, yet reach at that academic level that I was uh, sure and confident um, that I could take uh, the knowledge and my existing experience when I decided to uh, pursue the MBA uh, and um, go ahead with it. So uh, we're going back about nine years ago. Uh, I was working uh, within a financial institution and uh, I knew I reached that level that I uh, was called upon to um, operate within uh, the senior leadership uh, team. Uh, and I knew that uh, although I had the experience, there was something lacking. Um, I already had uh, a master's in finance, so that was, uh, that was a good uh, point to start. Um, and uh, my expectations were there, but there was, as I said before, there was something missing uh, as far as understanding the um, ifs, uh, and buts of uh, operational excellence, for example, managing people, and really, Andrew, tell you the truth, managing and motivating myself. Mm. Um, so uh, I was more mature. I knew what I was uh, looking for. I knew the challenges and opportunities of the environment and uh, how I can fit with, within them. Uh, and uh, it was 2011. Um, I decided to uh, do my MBA. It took me three and a half years uh, to uh, finish it up. Uh, and I never looked back uh, whether that was uh, the best um, decision that I had to make or not. It changed my life, it changed my career, uh, and it definitely made me a better manager. Fantastic. So, you know, we, we come full circle to, to nine years later and you're now the programme leader for, for our own MBA. Um, so talking about that programme, what do students study um, on, on our particular MBA? Uh, it's funny you say that. And yes, time flies. Uh, and uh, I was, it wasn't long ago that I was a student and now I'm leaving the MBA. And it's exactly this uh, element of uh, quote-unquote freshness that uh, we brought in uh, this programme. Uh, with um, this uh, new validation that we went uh, through um, about four months ago, six months ago, building on uh, the legacy of a very successful program that we've been running uh, here at UCM, but incorporating new knowledge, new experiences uh, from the educational uh, part of it and uh, the, um, the profession. Uh, because, as you know, all programs have to be uh, aligned with what is required out there. So our students, when they graduate, they become uh, competitive uh, and knowledgeable. So within the context of uh, the program, students have um, the core uh, modules, uh, 
circle towards the uh, business elements of um, of an MBA, which is finance, management, leadership, strategic change, and strategic management, and marketing. So uh, we can call these the uh, not only the core uh, courses modules, but also uh, essential uh, knowledge for somebody who wants to understand and operate. Uh, within uh, the context of uh, management in any organization, and particularly for the built uh, environment and real estate. Uh, along with the core uh, requirements, we have uh, quite a variety of um, uh, electives. So um, the students um, can have uh, a, um, an opportunity to study uh, the legal side of contracts and uh, tendering, for example, uh, or the students can have an opportunity uh, to dig a bit more into uh, contractual and transaction elements within the built environment uh, and real estate industry, along with valuations, uh, ethics, and um, the uh, project, which is an inherent part of uh, the MBA um, a program, but it is the opportunity uh, for some innovative uh, thinking for uh, the uh, students to impress themselves uh, and uh, to um, uh, elaborate on their own practice through an academically rigorous uh, research piece um, and, and module. Right, and and you know, as you say, their MBAs they're linked to leadership and management. And and prior to this uh, podcast recording, we had a discussion about the MBA. And, and you, you were referring to its link to culture, leadership and management, uh, it was, you know, which I found very interesting. And, and so I wanted to ask, based on that, how, how does leadership and management interact with culture? And can you give me maybe a few examples of how you might change as a leader in two different countries? Yes, absolutely. And, and you know what, uh, Andrew, this is uh, the million pound uh, question, really, because uh, tell you the truth, and because I have been reading and actively researching, I see a lot of um, academic and non-academic articles out there talking about managing leadership, but very few of them um, really tackle uh, this duality, um, this combination of uh, thoughts uh, and practices as one, uh, to say the least, but also that uh, really management uh, leadership starts from one, uh, own, one's own self. Uh, and in order to be a good manager, in order to be a good leader, you got to know how to motivate yourself. you got to know how to manage, manage and lead your own uh, self, uh, not only in your everyday life, but in your departmental duties, uh, your academic studies, your family, and obviously within the certain frameworks uh, that uh, are out there. And we teach uh, within the MBA uh, that you take these frameworks, you understand them, and you apply them into your professional environment. Um, now, inherent in this discussion is obviously culture, as you said, uh, but uh, this is because organizations are uh, nothing more, nothing less than live entities. Um, and they have their own life because they're made up of people. Uh, and if you look back into um, the basic academic notions of management, so what is management, why we need management, uh, and uh, I will quote uh, the famous uh, um, academic uh, Peter Drucker, uh, who said the seminal uh, statement that management is do getting things through people. 
And because people are the inherent engine, quote-unquote, within any organization, uh, it, it goes without saying that organizations made up of people are live, are organisms. Uh, and they have to be managed and they have to be understood. And the basic idea to understanding any organism is how they operate. And this is the culture. Uh, it is an embedded, inherent element that you have to understand. Uh, and simply put, culture is the way uh, things are done within any environment. Uh, and this has to be understood. It has to be analyzed uh, where it started, uh, how it has evolved, and how it affects uh, not only everyday life within organizations, but uh, by extent, uh, decision-making. So once you have this duality between management and leadership, and then you input and you see how this uh, duality operates within certain cultures, being external cultures such as uh, countries, um, or internal cultures such as the specific organizational cultures within certain industries, then you can better understand not only how to operate individually, but also how you can operate uh, uh, by, by practicing management and leadership frameworks that we teach through these different cultures. Um, so that was the, uh, the long uh, answer to your first question. The second question, and this is very important, thank you for asking, uh, if I was to change something um, in, in uh, any country or any organization, um, I, think, I think the most important to understand there is that there are inherent challenges that a lot of us who are outside uh, a country or outside an organization are very difficult to understand. That means that before somebody uh, is asked to implement certain changes, they have to understand why uh, the certain status quo uh, of um, operations is as such in any country or in any organization. However, there are some inherent elements that have to exist uh, as far as management leadership and uh, its interaction with culture. First of all, they have to be, and, and, and really I would uh, just um, uh, minimize them uh, and highlight the three most important, uh, according to my opinion. Uh, th the first one is that you have to understand the history of the country or the organization. If you don't understand the history, then you don't know how it has evolved in such a way, uh, and then you can um, tweak your model uh, that you're trying to implement or understand what is needed for improvement. Okay, so that's one thing, uh, the history. The second part that is very important is to understand <clears throat> the variability in cultures and how they uh, have evolved uh, through the years and what the overall culture is made out of. So you could see a lot of countries and a lot of organizations that have international elements. Uh, of culture and and they are uh, very tied together into a web, um, a cultural web that is very difficult to change. So you have to adapt it. Uh, you don't necessarily change it, but you adapt it. You improve it. You improve it according to um, the latest uh, challenges, uh, the latest opportunities coming out from the environment. Uh, and you literally go through a day-by-day, week-by-week basis of improvement, okay? But through the people, this is the most important element. And the final notion that I have to um, say as far as changing, I think, uh, Andrew, the most important thing is to change ourselves, first of all, and then implement the changes. So, obviously, nowadays we're living through uh, a, uh, a one of the greatest challenges that... Uh, 
uh, humankind has seen at least uh, in this uh, century, and we'll all have to adapt and, uh, ad and change the models of operations that we have gone through, but also our attitudes uh, towards um, everyday challenges, such as uh, dealing with not talking to people, not going to work, uh, family having their own challenges with schooling or whatever have you. Uh, it is this pursuit of adaptation that makes us best. Uh, and through communication, through understanding each other's culture uh, and uniqueness, it's how you make yourself better and uh, how you portray this. Uh, into your practice within your family, within your organization, and within your own country. Uh, finally, as far as changing something, I would say that the major change that I would implement um, uh, if I was called upon to do it in a national level, uh, in any country really, because uh, I find this challenge to be an international one, uh, is uh, more investment into education and knowledge-based projects. I think this is uh, lacking uh, in, uh, in the agenda uh, and uh, there is more money spent uh, in other, um, I wouldn't say non-important, but uh, I would definitely say less important than education uh, projects than uh, the most essential one, which is educating our kids, educating our young adults, uh, more money coming, going into universities and research because knowledge is the base. Uh, for any culture and any country in order to be more competitive uh, and uh, pursue uh, change and improvement uh, in, in, in society. And you come from a position of experience. I mean, um, you know, the programme Leader Blog, which we uh, are posting this week, you talk about where, how you grew up in Greece and you've also lived in lots of different countries, Kuwait, uh, the US, obviously England as, as well. Um, so do you think that gives you, you know, a, a better insight into how you would maybe adapt your leadership or management skills in different countries? Yes, absolutely, uh, Andrew. Uh, and uh, obviously, uh, my exposure to different cultures, ways of living, operating uh, as a young uh, adult and as a professional has given me a lot of food for thought. Um, um, and and uh, to be able to incorporate uh, the elements of international cultures into our own practice. But most importantly, I would say that uh, if, um, if you don't ask, you don't learn. So it doesn't matter if you're exposed in different cultures, but you have to be open uh, to um, uh, learn and to have a platform of uh, give and take uh, of information. So being able to learn, to ask, to learn, and eventually to adapt your own views, uh, being what I call culturally intelligent. Uh, so it's not really accepting, but it's being open to accept the changes that you're willing to make, uh, the um, tendency to appreciate uh, differences and improvements in your own views, which eventually make you a, a better um, a person, a better manager, and for my own position, a better academic. Uh, it's, really, it's really interesting and important that you ask this because I have a feeling uh, that uh, through globalization and the challenges of globalization uh, going on right now, uh, after 20 years uh, since its, its implementation, um, we are called upon to rethink our views of uh, how things um, are done and how we operate our organizations. And it's exactly 
these elements that we teach in our MBA because uh, the, um, the specifically this MBA program is targeted towards understanding not only the local realities but the international realities through the understanding and implementation of um, the uh, frameworks that are taught within um, the, the programs. So, for example, um, and uh, this is very evident uh, in um, the UCM MBA um, program, uh, there are a couple of modules that um, specifically uh, relate to managing internationally, uh, but uh, understanding the um, local realities as well. Uh, and these are in marketing and uh, managing and leading people, uh, where essentially students will be able to take case studies uh, and um, analyze them and implement their own framework, their own idea uh, of managing teams uh, locally and internationally through uh, the understanding of the uh, frameworks and their realities. And, uh, and going back, we, we sort of started um, discussing when you studied your own MBA um, and then we've discussed a little bit about the UCM MBA and, and then moving wider into the, the worldwide implications of studies and leadership and management culture. I mean, what does it feel like to, to achieve that MBA? Because I think you mentioned before about how it's a badge of honour and you then you recognise other people who have an MBA and it sort of brings you this new network. So I just wanted to sort of go back to the beginning there with you know, how that felt. Yes, uh, so obviously everybody has their own, um, um, their own aspirations uh, and their own reasons for doing an MBA. My personal experience uh, was unique in a sense that uh, I knew why I was doing it um, and uh, I was looking for that academic uh, attainment uh, as well as the um, inclusion of as much knowledge as I could take uh, through the frameworks, through the specific knowledge that an MBA will give me within the disciplines of management, leadership, marketing, finance, whatever have you. But I will tell you that the feeling after you graduate is unique, not only on an individual level, but uh, as a, um, uh, on a practical sense, because you b belong uh, to, first of all, an international cohort, MBAs, uh, this is the badge that you uh, very correctly noted before. Uh, and uh, you are part of an international community, meaning that you can talk the same language, exchange ideas based on same uh, taught elements, um, understanding the challenges and opportunities of today's business uh, world within the context of individual industries. And uh, this is... A, um, uh, this is an attainment that uh, has no deadline. So, you know, once you get your MBA, you belong to that cohort. This is it. But apart from this, uh, Andrew, there are very succinct advantages as well that I have seen uh, practically uh, coming into my own uh, professional uh, world. First of all, I was uh, viewed differently. I was viewed uh, from my colleagues and obviously the senior leadership team uh, within the different in, um, uh, uh, companies that I was working uh, as more aware of uh, not only how to understand the realities uh, of the business world, but how to apply my knowledge. And this is of particular importance because the MBA teaches you not only the theory, but the application of the theory. Uh, there is no importance uh, to, for somebody to remember the theories uh, if they cannot apply them. And this is what we underline here. 
Um, and I have seen it in my own um, experience as well. Um, the second uh, most important attribute that I will say uh, changed my life is the fact that um, through the MBA, I was more um, able to um, disseminate information in a more practical manner for decision-making. So it gave me the opportunity to move fast into senior leadership positions just because I knew uh, what exactly was needed and I knew how to give solutions or at least how to propose solutions to be implemented. Great. And, um, and then just finally, uh, your, your elevator pitch, if you will, why should students consider studying on our MBA? Uh, thank you. Uh, so the uh, UCM MBA uh, in construction and real estate um, uh, industries is, uh, first of all, an industry-recognized MBA. And this is very important because not only it's accredited by renowned, globally uh, acceptable professional bodies, such as RICS, the CIOB, uh, CABE of engineers, uh, and um, uh, Hong Kong, uh, the Hong Kong Institute uh, of uh, Real Estate, but also because it is, uh, it will give you the ability uh, to um, understand the ever-changing and competitive environment in succinct ways. Uh, it is designed for ambitious and experienced and experienced real estate and construction professionals. Uh, and if you are seeking an accelerated route into senior management, it will be a very good start for you to um, attain uh, this MBA uh, program. Um, one more thing that I would have to um, un underline here, Andrew, is the fact that any student and every student makes their own experience valuable within any program. And we understand this in the MBA, and we have made uh, a lot of improvements and a lot of changes towards uh, that academic journey of students being as uh, linear, as uh, easy to uh, follow, and as valuable. Uh, not only do we have uh, industry experts teaching the modules, but we have a uh, supportive team uh, behind the academic team that will be uh, on the side, uh, ready to answer any non-academic uh, question uh, and give solutions to our students because we understand that they're uh, working full-time, that they're under a lot of stress, and that we want them to succeed. We want them to graduate. Uh, so this is um, essentially the, um, um, the uh, these are essentially, I would say, the uh, most important uh, valuable um, um, elements uh, for somebody studying and graduating uh, with a UCM MBA in construction and real estate. Fantastic. So uh, thank you very much for your time, Marius. Um, and if you would like to ask Marius any questions about the MBA, he is holding an open hour next Friday, 10th of July, where you can submit your questions. Head to our website, ucem.ac.uk, and select webinars from the left-hand panel to find out more. For more information on the MBA, visit the Study, Study with UCEM section on our website. And that's about it. So thanks again, Marios. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you for the opportunity. And I'm wishing uh, everybody uh, good luck with everything, staying safe and healthy. And uh, as you said, for more information, please drop me uh, a line or through uh, your uh, links and we take it from there. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening.